I might try to make the argument that if running one mile counts as a break, imagine what, what running zero miles would do for you mentally and physically. But that's another discussion for another day. Episode 777 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, why taking little breaks might be just what you need. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's quick tip, I want to take a quick second and thank the folks from Knuckle Lights for sponsoring today's episode. I've had a good relationship with Knuckle Lights over the years, uh, definitely a fan of the product and uh, happy to continue to have their support um, as as one of the uh, longest running sponsors um, on the show to, to date. So uh, thank you to Knuckle Lights. If you haven't heard about Knuckle Lights before, basically what, what they are is uh, like a flashlight type of thing that instead of having to hold it, it just literally straps to your knuckles, hence the name, and uh, you know allows you to keep your hands free while you're running, yet still see the road, see the trail, see whatever it is in front of you. Um, you know, I, I've, I've said before, I've, I've, I'll say it again, um, headlamps are okay, but to me, they're just not that comfortable. Uh, just, it, you know, especially over a longer, uh, longer period of time, it just, it kind of digs in and, and, and just not, not comfortable, you know, to each their own. But if, if you kind of are in the same boat and you're not sure exactly what kind of lighting situation to check out, I can't encourage you enough to check out knuckle lights, uh, super comfortable, still can hold, you know, a dog leash or a water bottle or whatever, whatever you need in your hands or not have to hold anything in your hands but have a light. They come in packs of two, so you can use one. You can use them both. Um, plenty of light out on the road or the trail to make sure that you can see where you're going. But more importantly, especially if you're running on the road, uh, is that cars and traffic can see you because uh, as we're getting to that point in the year, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, this episode going out mid-October, the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer. And if you're running on, on the roads, in the roads, on the side of the roads, um, you know, early in the morning, later in the evening, the cars may not be looking for you and uh, all jokes aside, cars are undefeated when it comes to car and runner collisions. So make sure that the cars, make sure that the drivers can see you. Um, and one of the best ways to do that, obviously, wear reflective clothing. Be smart. Take care of yourself. Use common precautions, but carry a light. And in my, for my money, it doesn't get better than knuckle lights. So check out, check them out if you want to get yourself a pair of knucklelights.com, or I think you can find them on Amazon as well. And make sure you let the, uh, let the folks, let the team over at Knuckle Lights HQ know that uh, you heard about the uh, the product here on uh, on the show on Dizruns Radio uh, to help keep them help them to know that their advertising dollars are uh, you know helping their bottom line which is what it's what it's all about for uh, a business right so thanks to Knuckle Lights for sponsoring today's episode so today talking about taking breaks uh, and and this can can go a, a couple of different ways and we'll try to touch on a couple of them at, you know we'll try to touch on each of those different ways um, but. Uh, one of the things that, that I've been struggling with, you know, kind of setting the stage a little bit for where this idea came about is, uh, you know, with, with, you know, talking about businesses and how businesses work, obviously this is, this is my business. This is how I try to help keep, uh, you know, at least do my part, do my share of the, you know, providing for the household, keeping the lights on, keeping the food on the table, keeping Addison and dance classes, all of those types of things. And, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm basically a, a, a one-man operation. We've got a couple folks, a couple folks probably listening right now. So thank you, Ellen, Michelle, uh, Brooke, and Tanya, um, who are doing some work for me um, in exchange for some coaching. But for the most part, you know, outside of outside of the things that, that they're doing, everything else that gets done is stuff that's done by me. And so um, as such, I sometimes feel, oftentimes probably feel, that there's not enough hours in the day. There's, there's so many things that I want to do that I 
feel like I need to do to continue to grow the business, to make things be more efficient, to better serve you guys, to help you all out more, improve the podcast, improve the, improve and build the YouTube, create new courses, write another book. Like there's so many things that I want to do, need to do. There's only so many hours in the day, however. And because of that, I've, I've struggled with the idea of, you know, taking breaks, taking breaks, whether it's taking a break in the day to, to have lunch or to do yoga or to whatever, to, to just rest my mind for a minute before getting, getting onto the next thing. It's like, I just try to go from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing. Um, because downtime is lost time, right? And then the same thing comes, you know, when I'm trying to get some work done on the weekend and I'm, and I'm, you know, out of the couch trying to, whether it's messing around on social media or doing something on the laptop or whatever. And I've got Rebecca giving me side eye or sometimes not giving me side eye, giving it to me straight and being like, dude, put that away. Like spend some time with your family. It's the weekend. Um, and then obviously when I go on vacation, I pretty much always put the, the, uh, quotation marks around it because I don't have, I don't have time to take a vacation. I've got too much to do. Well, I've been, I've been fighting the idea that many people, uh, in the business world talk about kind of the, the guy that I see as my mentor, he talks about it. Um, about how we need breaks, whether that's scheduling a break during the middle of the day to, to do a workout or to, like I said, to have lunch, um, to walk the dog, to get a little bit of sunshine, you know, whatever it may be, because that gives our mind a chance to recharge a little bit. And then when we get back to work, you're more focused. You're able to get more done, be more productive. And, you know, the same thing, they talk about it, you know, making sure you, you unplug for the weekends or at least charge down a bit so that you can recharge back up and having proper vacations or holidays or things like that to, to really just step away, recharge the batteries. Um, and, and then when you get back to work, it's, it works even better. And I've been fighting this idea for months, I don't know, maybe a year or more of just like, I know that that should work in theory, but it's been hard to implement because it's just like, I've just got so much, my to-do list keeps getting longer and longer every week. I can't seem to keep up. And then finally, a couple of weeks ago, I just said, you know what? Let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Kind of restructured my day a little bit. Um, so that instead of doing, you know, the dishes and my strength training and my yoga and things like that, before I got started with my day, pretty much as soon as the girls leave for school, I dive right into the first first project, first thing I have to do, whether it's prepping a podcast, start doing some coaching, whatever, get it done right away. Then when I finish that, then maybe I, I go ahead and take you know fifteen minutes, twenty minutes to do some strength training, um, you know whatever. I do I, I have a little bit of a break, not very long, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, something like that. Um, maybe it's just play a little Candy Crush, maybe it's do a little Duolingo to work on my Spanish, maybe, whatever it is, something that's not my work, then come back, move on to the next task. What's the next thing on the list? Do some more coaching, do some, whatever, writing something, working on something, writing an email, doing social media posts, whatever it is, something that's work after an hour or so, hour and a half, take another break. And a funny thing has happened that in the last couple of weeks, my to-do list has been going the other direction. Um, it's been, it's been getting smaller week to week as opposed to getting bigger week to week. And I'm starting to realize that, uh, what my mentor, what a lots of, lots of other people, productivity experts are saying is that sometimes less is more. 
Sometimes it's not all about just grinding out, grinding more, working harder, working more. Yes, you need to, you know, for me at least, I need to work a certain amount to keep things not only steady, but to hopefully continue to grow as, as things have been over the last couple of years. But also I need to know that at some point there's a point of diminishing returns. We're taking a little bit of time, again, whether it's every day or really trying to not do much work at all on a certain, you know, whether it's for the whole weekend, whether it's just for one day, whatever, um, you know, and maybe trying to have a proper vacation once in a while where I just don't really do much of anything. Um, those types of things are good for me. And that got me thinking, does the same thing translate for running? Does the same thing translate for us on race day, for us over the course of months and years of training and building and working towards our goals? And I think it does. I think it does. Now, what I'm not doing today and what I'm not necessarily encouraging or, or trying to lay down the gauntlet is saying that everybody should become a, a run walker. Um, you know, that's, that's not the only way to take a break during your races. That's not the only way to take a break during your running. If that's your thing, by all means, keep on keeping on. You know, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with some type of run walk approach. Um, I know plenty of people. I've talked to people on the podcast that are significantly faster in the marathon than I am, and they follow some level of run walk. So clearly you can race fast doing a run walk. Um, but when I'm talking about taking breaks in your running, I'm, I'm talking about some other ways to do it. And, and the big reason why is kind of the same big reason why taking breaks in my workday has helped me become so much, so much, uh, more productive is that it gives my mind a break. And when we're running, especially when we're racing, we don't think about the mental fatigue that goes into it. The mental, you know, stress and strain of being locked in and trying to, you know, hit our splits and run the tangents and make sure we're remembering to fuel and make sure we're remembering to hydrate and do all of the things that we need to do to, to successfully run our race or to successfully get our training miles in. But that mental fatigue can wear us down. That mental fatigue actually is more of a limiting factor to how fast we can go on race day than our physical fatigue. Uh, there's been lots of studies. If you read the book Endure by Alex Hutchinson, he talks about it. If you, if you read the book, How Bad Do You Want It by uh, Matt Fitzgerald, they talk about it in there too. Some, some studies that have been done that basically show that when, when we are at the point of exhaustion, when we literally can't go anymore, it's not physical, it's mental. Our mind shuts us down. And so the reason that maybe taking some breaks in your running and maybe in your racing can be beneficial is that it gives your mind a little bit of a break. It gives your, your mental, the, the mental side of things, a chance to just, just breathe. And that can allow you to then tap into the energy that you still have, the physical abilities that you still have. Instead of, you know, if your if your mind tires, your body shuts down. But if your if your mind is still ready to go, your body is still ready to go. So how can you, how can you do that? How can, how are some ways that you might be able to incorporate taking some breaks in your running again, whether we're talking race day or training doesn't really matter. Uh, the first one, I mean, we've kind of already talked about it, scheduling some walk breaks. And, and again, you can look at this from a number of different directions. You know, you can look at it as more of a kind of a Galloway run, walk method type of thing where you, you know, you have your set intervals of one minute on and one minute off or 90 seconds on and 30 seconds of walk, whatever it is, you know, your, your run, walk intervals, you can do that. So you're con you're getting that, that regular walk break, every minute, two minutes, three minutes, whatever your intervals happen to be. 
That's a great way to you know lock your mind in for the run interval, relax your mind and your body during the walk interval so that you, you don't fatigue mentally as quickly as you would if you tried to just run straight through. But that's not the only way that you can do a walk break, uh, like a regular scheduled walk break, not just walking when you feel like you kind of need it, because at that point, maybe it's a little bit too late. But what else can you do? Uh, one thing I've talked about before that, that has really kind of worked well for me is to walk during the water stops. So anytime you're at a, at a race where there's a water stop, you know, a half marathon, marathon, whatever the case may be, uh, an aid station for an ultra, you know, instead of powering through and like grabbing the, the cup of water or Gatorade and spilling half of it over yourself and then trying to drink it and choking on it, just walk, just walk for that, whatever, 20 yards, 30 yards, 50 yards, whatever it is. And you don't even necessarily have to walk the entire thing, but slow down to a walk, grab the cup, thank the volunteer, take your drink. Don't spill it all over yourself. Don't choke on it. Take your drink, keep moving forward, get back to running. So if, you know, a lot of races, there's a water stop about every mile, mile and a half, something like that. So you're getting 20 seconds, 30 second walk break every mile or two. Hey, not too bad. Not too bad. Another thing you could do to have a regularly scheduled walk breaks is to walk every mile marker. You know, every time you get to the, to the official mile marker, just stop and walk for 10 seconds, 20 seconds, a 10th of a mile, whatever you need to do. But that, that regular walk break, that regular break during race day might sound like it's going to slow you way down when you first start to think about it. But just like heart rate training, just like building your aerobic base can help you race faster, not because your overall speed increases, but because you don't fatigue as much at the end of the race. You don't slow down as much at the end of the race because your aerobic base is strong. Well, guess what? If your mental base is strong and if you maintain your, your mental endurance by, by taking those regular walk breaks, your brain's not going to be telling your body to, to slow down. So you might be a little bit slower on the first mile than you would if you ran through it, but you might be a lot faster on the last mile because your, your mind is still fresh because you've been taking those walk breaks. So scheduling regularly scheduled, you know, thought out strategically, strategic was the word I was going for strategic walk breaks on a race day might be just what you need to keep your mind sharp and to help you improve your race times by walking a little bit more during race day, by taking a break on race day. But what are, what are some other options? Again, if we're, if we're talking about ways to keep our mind fresh, maybe, maybe you're wanting to run through the whole race. Maybe, maybe you're, you're at a point where you just can't wrap your head around walking during a race as a way to get faster. And if I'm honest, I'm probably somewhat in that boat myself. Again, I, I don't dismiss it. I don't discount it. I've used the walk, the scheduled walk breaks myself before, but I just personally, I feel more accomplished when I run through a race, but that doesn't mean that, that I don't give my mind a break. That doesn't mean that I don't try to find ways to take breaks on race day to keep my mind fresh and to keep my mind going. One thing that I've, I've learned is that if I run more by feel than by what my watch is telling me, I'm able to relax my mind a bit more. Meaning when I, when I start a race, I have my watch going, I have my Garmin on, but I change the display so that it shows nothing but the total distance and the total time. Yeah, I could do the math and try to figure out, especially early or especially at like 10 miles, something like that. I could do the math and try to figure out what my pace is. But if I can't just glance down at my, at my watch and see my pace or see my heart rate, my mind stays free. Like, eh, whatever. You know, I look down, oh, six miles in, good. I don't even really look at the time most of the time. I just look at where, where am I at miles wise? 
Just get into it and go. Don't think. Just cruise. And then by the end of the race, when, when cruising starts to become difficult, my mind is still fresh because I haven't been wrestling with trying to hold a specific pace. I haven't been wrestling with, oh my gosh, is my heart rate too high? Do I need to slow down a little bit? Um, is it too low? Do I need to pick it up a little? No, I've just been running by feel. I've been running by what feels right. And then later in the race, when it's starting to get hard, my mind is still sharp. My mind is still fresh. I'm able to keep going because my mind is telling my body that, hey, we're still good. We still got this because my mind has not been fatigued. So that's kind of, it's a different way of maybe looking at it, but that's giving my mind a break. Less things to worry about early in the race allows me to focus a bit more later in the race. And I do the same thing with what I'm listening to, or maybe more accurately, what I'm not listening to on race day. On my training runs, if I'm running by myself, there's a podcast going, there's an audio book going, there's something going pretty much from the first step that's going to hopefully help me learn something, um, whether it's business, whether it's it's you know personal development, spiritual, whatever. There's something going on in my in my ears that is hopefully helping me to be a better person that I'm listening to. But I've definitely noticed over the years maybe over the years, over the, I guess over the years, I can say over the years, right? I've been running long enough. I've definitely noticed that at the end of long runs, when I'm listening to a podcast or an audiobook the whole way, those, those later miles start to get really difficult. Why? Because my mind has been doing double duty. My mind has been focusing on my heart rate, focusing on my pace, trying to make sure that I'm not going too hard, but that I'm not going too easy while also trying to take in the information from the book or the podcast that I'm listening to. I'm trying to learn something, trying to pay attention. My mind gets fatigued. My mind gets tired. And as such, I start to really fade physically. Again, this is, this is science. This is proven. If your mind tires, your body tires. I don't mind doing that in training. As I've said before, I kind of like to create a little bit harder situation in training so that on race day, it feels easier and it seems like it works. So on, on race day, what I do to give my mind a break to help keep my mind sharp and rested and ready to go so that I'm physically ready to go for the first 18 or 20 miles. I don't listen to anything, no music, no audiobook, no podcast, nothing that's going to detract any of my mental attention, my mental focus, my mental energy, other than just relaxing, stay relaxed and just cruise, just enjoy the first quote unquote half of the marathon, that first 18 to 20 miles. Then when things start to get a little bit more difficult, then when, when I'm starting to, to starting to feel a little bit of that physical fatigue and I know it's time to lock in mentally, that's when I turn the headphones on, but I don't turn on something like an audiobook. I don't turn on something like a podcast. I don't turn on anything where my mind needs to process what I'm listening to. I turn on Dave Matthews, big surprise. I turn on the exact same playlist to where I can tell you every, I can't tell you right here. I couldn't tell you the exact playlist, you know, order, but when one song finishes and I'm waiting for the next song to start, it's like, I know what it's going to be because I've listened to this, this concert. Actually, it was the first Dave Matthews concert I went to, I downloaded it and have it on my phone. I've listened to it so many times that I can tell you exactly what the next song is going to be when the, when, you know, the current song finishes. And what that does for me on race is that my mind doesn't have to think 
I'm not wondering. I wonder what the next song is going to be. I hope I like it. I already know what it's going to be. There's there's no question. I don't have to even focus on the, the words. Half the time it's just it's just drowning out the you know it's ambient noise because I've heard it so many times. It's it's so familiar that there's no mental energy going into listening to the music either. It lightens my mood. It helps me focus, and I'm good to go. And I'm able to hopefully able to finish strong because of it. So giving our mind a break on race day, whether it's walk break, whether it's an information break, whether it's an an input break of too much data can be huge on race day. And then you can take it beyond race day. You can take the value of a break for us as runners beyond that and look at taking a day off, taking a week off, taking a month off, taking a training season off. And again, you can look at it a bunch of different ways. You can look at taking a break a bunch of different ways. So, so, you know, I mean, y'all know where I stand on run streaks and those of you that are run streakers, you do you boo. All right. Nothing, you know, it's not, not my cup of tea, but if it works for you, whatever, keep on keeping on. But you probably have that day where you, whatever your minimum requirement is to maintain your streak, you do that. And that kind of counts as a break for you. I might try to make the argument that if running one mile counts as a break, imagine what what running zero miles would do for you mentally and physically. But that's another discussion for another day. The fact of the matter is you have those, those days that are much lower volume, just like those of us, quote unquote, normal people, all the love to you streakers, but us normal people, we have our, our regular days off our days that we don't run gives us that mental break, gives us that physical break. So that's one way of, of, making sure we've got breaks in our training so that our mind stays fresh and our body stays fresh. And we're able to accomplish more because we're fresh than we would be if we were burning the candle on both ends like I've been known to do from a business perspective. Just now starting to see the light, tying it back into the story. All right, what else? Maybe you could take a week off or a month off once in a while where you're not training. You know, I, I, I know that Candy, um, who was on the show a while back, and goodness gracious, as per usual, don't have the, the show number to reference, but Candy Newkirk was on the show. She talked about no run November because she's just at the end of October after training for a race and busy race season. She just likes to not run for three weeks, four weeks, and it refreshes her. Maybe you do something like that. Maybe you just do that for a week. Maybe you spend a couple weeks or a month where it's not that you don't run, but you're not meticulously tracking your mileage. You're not meticulously tracking your paces and, um, all of the data, you're not tracking your heart rate or your VO two max. You're just running for, for fun. You're running naked. If you will, leaving your watch at home and just getting out, stretching the legs, breaking a sweat, enjoying nature, enjoying city, wherever it is that you run, but you're just running free. Maybe you take a week or two and you, and you don't run, but you spend more time cross training. Maybe you get on the trail instead of the roads or vice versa. Get a change of scenery. Change the time of day you run. Taking a break from the normal routine maybe isn't a break in the purest sense of the word in that you're still running, you're still training, but it's a break for you mentally. It's something different to shake you out of a rut, keep things from getting stale, keep you having fun, which ultimately that's the name of the game. And hopefully, because you're having fun, because it's not stale, you keep making progress towards your goals. Because that's, I mean, that's the two, for most of us, that's the two reasons we run, right? We run because it's fun, 
Remember, because we have goals that we're working towards. Maybe there's some other reasons as well, but that's two reasons that a lot of people, at least two, two components of a lot of reasons that people run, right? If we get too locked into, I need to do more. I need more miles. I need more days a week that I run. That can, that can be a situation where more becomes less. And maybe we're in a situation where we want less to be more. Taking a break can be that less is more scenario. I know that it's worked for me in the last couple of weeks on the business front. And I'm cautiously optimistic that it might be something that I can figure out how to properly incorporate into my own running future. You know, I mean, I already have a couple of days a week that I don't run, but maybe there's, maybe there's something to be said for taking a week, a quarter and taking it completely off from running something I'm thinking about doing. And of course, if I do, I'll be sure to let y'all know. Uh, I'll run that experiment on myself and see how things go. Probably won't start it. I don't know. Maybe I'll start it soon. Who knows? I don't know. Let me know. If you want me to do something like that and see how it works for me, let me know. If you have other thoughts when it comes to taking a break uh, and how to incorporate taking breaks and running and how that might help boost you forward, make you more productive, make you stronger physically, stronger mentally, you know, I love to hear your feedback. I love to hear what you have to say. Let me know. I'm at Dizruns on Twitter. I'm at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today that are full of memes, full of gifs, full of shenanigans at Dizruns.com slash 777. Easy one to remember, 777 today. Uh, and let me know what you think about taking a break. Do you take breaks? When do you take breaks? Candy, you don't need to tell me because I know you take a break in November. But uh, anybody else, what, what, what's your break schedule? Is, do you have a break schedule? Let me know. Always, This is a, an interesting topic to me. Hopefully, it's an interesting topic to you and maybe something that I'll talk a bit more about as well. Like I said, maybe I'll, take, maybe I'll, I'll do this, take a, a week off per quarter where I'm still training, still doing some cross training, but just no running and see what, see what happens, see how that, that works. I got a feeling it might, it might be a good thing. might be a good thing. might be something worth, worth playing with. So I'll keep you posted. In the meantime, check out Knuckle Lights. If you haven't done so already, knucklelights.com. Let's you see where you're going, but more importantly, lets you be seen while you're going. Seen by traffic, seen by cars that are out on the road. Uh, and, you know, it's the best way to make sure that you're, you're staying safe is uh, to make sure that the, that the drivers of the cars see you. And hopefully, hopefully they're not jerks. Hopefully they give you enough, enough space to pass by safely. But uh, check them out, Knuckle Lights, if you haven't done so already. This time of year, it's, it's an important accessory. It's having that light, making sure you can see what's coming, making sure you, what's coming can see you. Uh, knucklelights.com. You can also check them out on the Amazon. And until next time, thank you all for listening to this one. Hope it, hope it was helpful. Hope it was useful. Hope, hopefully today maybe gave you a little something to think about and implement going forward. If it did, let me know how it works for you. And until next time, be well, take care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you. <laughs>